Hello there, all you creeps. If you're one of the many new listeners, or even if you're someone who's been around and has chosen not to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, do it now, or I will forever haunt you in your home. That basically just means I will provide you with the best cuddling that you've ever experienced, and I'll probably do your dishes, honestly. You can also help support us all by giving us a five-star rating on Spotify and by following us on our social media at The Fright Crew on Insta and The Fright Crew Pod on TikTok. I also just want to tell you guys how much we adore and appreciate all of your continued support, and we thank you from the bottom of our decrepit little hearts. Now, roll the intro. (laughs) Welcome to... They're coming to get you, Barbara. What's spooky, you creeps? I'm your guy who is marrying a girl from my village, but who's really in love with a fucking witch, Jensen Harper. Oh, I'm... Just a shriveled up raisin that absorbs all of the evil energy. <laughs> oh, yes. Love that for you. Thank you. I love that for you. Of course. Yeah. I'm real caught between a rock and a harder place for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the worst place to be in. Though, <laughs> True. Say. Fall in love with witches. Yeah. So we are starting our next theme, which. I don't know. We don't really have like a name for it, right? I don't know. Oh, shit. We never get even the demons out of me. Something like that. <laughs> Something cheesy. Why do we do oh, this shit. to ourselves? I don't know. I'm going to, I'll think about it throughout this okay. episode. And maybe by the end of it, we'll, we'll have something clever. Okay, cool. So essentially, that is exorcism stuff. And oh, man, we're starting with my pick which is a 1963 Italian film called Il Demonio or The Demon. It's pretty rad. This was a first watch for you, Courtney. Oh, you're like, actually, I've seen this a bunch of other times. <laughs> like I watch this every night before bed and I've been doing that for 16 <laughs> years. Exactly. And it's funny because I actually had this on my list for last month's theme, the witches stuff, and because it kind of falls into both categories. Oh, it does. Yeah, right. so it was on that short list, but then I was like, oh, yeah, it's also an exorcism film, too. So here we go. You just left out. You got to talk about both. Exactly. And there's like some themes that are really reminiscent of the Love Witch in this movie, which got to love it, dude. So I have high hopes that you enjoyed this movie. It's very like slow and there's not a lot of music and stuff like that and quiet, you know, but Mm -hmm. ultimately it's pretty dope. So. That's kind of my gush. <laughs> Period. <laughs> That's it. Like you obviously don't have one. So, oh yeah, who are we, Courtney? Yeah, we are uh, Jensen and Courtney, the Fright Crew. Still. Yeah, barely holding. Somehow. Oh my god. Use still alive, but we're girl. barely breathing. Yep. I am sick, sick again. Girl. Classic, dude. Classic, Courtney. It's insane. Just... <laughs> <laughs> the amount of time. It's always when I get back from a trip. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of common, but yes, it is, especially for you. I feel like every time, yeah. even if you just like went to the mountains one day on a weekend, you're like, yeah, I'm sick. <laughs> if I stepped outside and breathed in the yeah. summer air, 
<laughs> it's either straight to work or not. <laughs> exactly. In yep. a bubble. Right. So don't mind her, folks. She's just trying to get through the day. It's a Thursday, okay? It's a Thursday. And I actually was sitting at work today. And I had to double check to see what day of the week it was. And I was like, it's fucking Thursday. Yep. I haven't watched the movie. <laughs> I... <laughs> And yesterday I was sick, so I stayed home and I was going to watch it. I even told myself, I'll watch the movie. And then I ended up sleeping most of the day. Um, mm. And then when I woke up this morning, I thought it was Wednesday. And yeah, <laughs> I did it though. I managed, I rallied, I wrote my own fucking synopsis. Damn, for and this one? Yeah. All right. Uh huh. We see you. I did. I know. I see you. Okay. Who is she? <laughs> the sick Courtney Raven is who? a different person. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, sweet. Let's get into the first section, which is the brains, of course. Uh, I'm assuming there's not a ton of stuff because I didn't have a ton of stuff. Yeah, but let's hear it. A raisin brain. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I will just tell you tell you what I have. Um. So Il Demonio, which in English is the demon, is a 1963 Italian horror film directed by Brunello Rondi. Uh, the film premiered at the 24th Venice International Film Festival. Uh, the film was shot in Matera. Uh, I can't fucking pronounce these. I'm mm, so sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of different places in Italy. Beautiful, <laughs> yes. beautiful locations. Um, if I could say them, I absolutely would, but I will <laughs> not attempt it and yeah. I will not offend people. Um, so it had a release date of November 29th of 1967 in France. Um, the screenplay was written by the director Brunello Rondi, uh, Ugo Guerra, and Luciano Martino. Um, music was composed by Piero Piccioni. Yeah, names. <laughs> <laughs> Respect them very much. Yes. Beautiful film, but yes. Um, and then I just have the ratings, which is a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, a 3.7 out of 5 on Letterboxd, and an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's all I got. Okay, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Pretty easy, pretty easy, cheesy stuff. And then obviously my deep dive on the director isn't going to be massive. It's just kind of his filmography again. Uh, Brunello Rondi, he was born on the 26th of November in 1924. Brunello was mostly known as a scriptwriter and a script consultant, and in that, he began his career with writing the script for 1947's Last Love, to which he was also credited as the assistant director. Uh, he then worked on The Flowers of St. Francis in 1950, also as an assistant director, and then in 1952, he was credited as a writer on Roberto Rossellini's Europa 51, who had also directed the previous film. In 1954, he began working with a friend, Federico Fellini, and continued work with him for many years after that. He started with La Strada in 1954, then went on to Knights of Cabria or Cabaria in 1957. The most popular of his scripts were that of La Dolce Vita from 1960, Eight and a Half in 1963. I've heard great things about that movie. Juliet of the Spirits from 1964, Orchestra Rehearsal from 1978, and City of Women from 1980. Um, all of these were co-written and directed by Roberto Rossellini. Brunello's directing debut was in 1961 with Violent Life, which was based on the novel by Pier Paolo Pasolini. And here's the rest of 
Brunello's like filmography, a lot of Italian words. So just ignore me. Uh, uh, yeah. Una Vita Violenta in, in 62. Uh, this film, of course, Il Demonio from 63. Domani Non Siamo Piki from 67. Uh, Run Psycho Run from 68. Le Tue Mani Mio Corpo from 70. Valeria Dentro e Forori from 72. Raconti Prohibiti di Niente Visti Visiti from 72. Oh my God. Technica di Amore from 73. Uh, Ingrid Solastrada from 73. Riot in a Women's Prison from 74. Yes, that was English. Uh, I Presente uh, Presenati from 76. Black Velvet from 76 as well. And lastly, in 82, La Voce. And sadly, Brunello Rondi died of a heart attack in Rome in 1989 at only 64 years old. So would have been interesting to see like what kind of director he would have been these days, you know? Very, very interesting stuff. Yeah, so not a huge deep dive, but that is all our stuff. So let's get into the next section, which is the heart, the broken heart. Is it broken? Yeah, she's got a broken heart, of course. The obsessive heart. Yeah, dude. All right, but we kick it off with a question or do wait, 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 wait. We do the synopsis first. Okay. Why is this still a learning experience for us? (laughs) Years later, we're still struggling. Years. It's insane. All right. Do you synopsis? I will. Here's my attempt at a custom synopsis i haven't done this in a while because nick Reganis has been doing it for me i am not going to be reading his anymore because it doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> with his words <laughs> and i'm done yeah yeah i put my foot down after last time yep. um but yes here we go i tried um so yeah wish me luck <clears throat> uh pira a beautiful young peasant living in a small village in southern italy is believed to be a witch by the locals after she decides to place a curse on Antonio, a man who she is desperately obsessed and in love with, but to her dismay, Antonio is marrying somebody else. Distraught by this, Pira still pushes her advances on Antonio and even wields a dead cat during an outburst outside of the chapel on his wedding day. Not even her obsessive love is enough to save her once her family and the village seek an exorcism to cast out the evil they believed they believe has consumed her. <sighs> That's, it. That's it. Boom, boom, boom. Heard it here. Classic, I tried dude. to write I more, but I, no, it, I was like rough. It. <laughs> it was a little rough. In theory, this is kind of a simple film yet again. Um, there's not yeah. a ton, a ton of elements going on. Like, your pick next week. There's a lot more going on with it. So that'll be definitely a breakdown and a half. So, but I feel like, I feel like Nick Raganis is going to come through next week. I feel like it is. <laughs> oh no, no. I made a pact with you <laughs> Yeah. last time I screamed at Nick on, on our recording um, and said that was the last time. And I <laughs> will be doing originals going okay. forward. A, so pact, I can do. a blood pact. I have to. We're yep. shaking hands right now. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, dude. Well, you heard it. And let's get into the first little thing, which is a question for you, Courtney. So it's kind of simple. This movie's a little simple. So if you lived in a village in Italy like this and everyone was accusing a woman of being a witch, even though she's just possessed, dude, 
are you joining the movement or are you going to run through the street saying burn the witch? Like what's up? Um, no, because I would be the witch. Okay. I, I be the wicked, the, the witch of the West or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I be the, the, the witch of the, the witch of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> the witch of the woods. That's there it is. is. Fucking um, up her own quotes. But if it wasn't me, it would be somebody that I resonated with. So yeah, I, I kind of have to go down you. with her. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You, yep. Yeah. I actually really fuck with in the storyline, the fact that her family like helps her out, even though her dad yeah. is obviously problematic or whatever, but yeah, like, Oh yeah. Um, It's cool that they are willing to help her out for a little bit. So, so yeah, you say fucking do exactly same. And of course, we already said in the intro, I'm Antonio, so I'm falling for the spell, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it opens up with a quote or like a description. This movie is based on a recent tragic story. The rites, spells, and demonic possessions discussed in the story are scientifically verifiable, as well as being a fact of life in Italy, just as are anywhere else in the world. That is what the caption said. Leave me alone. <laughs> <clears throat> so our story takes place somewhere called Luc- Luciana. Our main squeeze, Purificata or Purif, is seen getting some blood with a needle out of her chest, and she also cuts some of her hair off. She wraps the hair in some cloth and dabs it in her blood, and then she puts the craft that she just made into a wood-burning oven. Essentially, she's just doing some love witch stuff, right? But. Yeah. But she gathers the ashes of it all and stuffs it into some bread that she pulls out of a drawer. And then some scissors fall on the ground and she's totally like freaked out by it because it formed an X. Oh my God. Or I, oh dude, it's a cross. I'm fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Just the way she's holding it. It's like an X and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) So Perif goes to church and everyone around her is like whispering about her and saying, why would she even come to church and stuff like that? And this lady who plays her, she has like, so much expression in her eyes and of course the lighting that they do like when they light her face it's super dope she's a very she has a very expressive face yeah she's very beautiful too i will say in all of these films like from the early to late 60s -hmm. horror films yeah the main actresses are always the most beautiful people i've ever seen yeah she's definitely pretty and she's got to look to her so perif shows up to some dude's house and she starts following him i also don't really know um when the story even like takes place but it looks like it would be a little older maybe like 1800s or so i don't know what do you think uh i'd say so yeah maybe early 1900s because like yeah they do have like some modern like their shoes look kind of like modern if that makes sense like I don't know. It it just doesn't. They're still like pulling plows with fucking donkeys and shit. If that makes sense, you know. <laughs> mules. They're just mules, mules exactly. Yeah. So the guy that she's following is named Antonio. Turns out he's about to marry this other girl in the village, and of course, Pirif is not very happy about it. The dude also wants a whole mess of children. Didn't he say he wants like 13 children or something? I was like, dude, chill the fuck out. Yeah, please chill. Yeah. These fucking Doing farmers, the absolute man. fucking most. 
So Peruv tries to get Antonio to love her, but he's telling her that, nah, dude, I'm marrying the other chick. And he says that she's a beast who howls at night. Uh, those damn demons, bro. But oops, he falls on her and they start doing some business. <laughs> but he gets up and starts walking away. And she says, if you want me to leave you alone, uh, you have to drink some of this cool wine that she has in her pouch. Nothing suspicious at all. <laughs> and the literal second that he takes a sip, she starts roasting the poor dude that he drank her blood. Whoops. <laughs> are you drinking that blood? Or are you not drinking that blood? Is my question. No. I think we've talked about this. You're not drinking the blood. No. Huh. I'm not drinking the mm. blood. What the fuck is wrong uh, with you? <laughs> it's yeah. What was okay? There was something that we had asked a question. Would you rather do this or this? I think one of them was drinking blood, and the other was like something even grosser. Oh, and it you was, picked that one. Yeah, it's an archived episode. We were talking about. Would you rather eat a bowl of maggots or something or drink <laughs> blood? And I said, I'll eat the maggots. Because you just. Oh, yeah, you said take blood. a shot of blood. Yes. No, thank you. And you're just absolutely not going to do that ever. <clears throat> no, fuck huh. to the fuck. No. Okay. What if <laughs> it was <laughs> a hot. Mm, let me think of something real quick. I got to think. Okay. I got it. A piping hot shot glass with eggnog. That's not it. And a dollop of hot mayonnaise. Okay. Or blood. The eggnog, homie. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> okay. What about, like, absolute? Okay. <laughs> no, I was going to say something so gross. I'm not going to do it. Ew, okay. I'm not gonna do it. No. Okay, never mind. So no. Were you no gonna blood. say another bodily fluid? Uh yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. I, but I mean, the, I'd have to do blood at that point, I guess. You would, yeah. okay. Because I was oh, gonna dear. say this is so gross, but I because I'm gonna gag even thinking about it. A shot. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> I, I think we Continue. all get what you're trying to say. <laughs> No, but I was going to say it in like, it was like a specific oh, way that I was going to. Fresh yeah. out? No, no. <laughs> Ew, so it's been sitting there just hardening for a while? Uh, <laughs> no, I was going to say like out of a porter potty. Ew. Yo, what <laughs> the fuck is wrong? <laughs> Damn, sick Courtney's a whole ass different person. Whoa. I know, I'm cooking. Okay, so which one? The blood. The blood. Okay. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> out of a porta potty I'm touching with my lips. <laughs> I'll take 10 shots of blood before I get near that. Yeah. <laughs> I have actual tears in my eyes right now. <laughs> okay. Back Moving to on. regular scheduled programming, please. <laughs> back to the love witch oh my gosh so (laughs) back at home perif is just on the ground saying i love you and stuff like that and then her father beats her for reasons unknown um but i guess he knows that she has bewitched a man so natural reaction is to yeah you know back to that (laughs) so the town bells are ringing because there's a wedding my dude and the wedding is between Antonio and that one girl which never gets a name by the way his wife so sorry and Perif is just watching it all happen from the cliffs and shit and <clears throat> kind of a secondary question well we had this is our third question after that one um 
would you live here, Courtney? Like, I feel like I'd have a one in two chance of falling to my death once a day. You know? I think I'd live there. It's really pretty, but like, bro. I don't know, man. She's just like sitting on a cliff watching the church. I'm like, damn, what is going on, dude? Not for me. I'm scared of heights and clearly blood, but also more so porta potty juice. You porter potty juice. <laughs> gross, gross, gross. <laughs> so I don't know. Something with a candle. Um, his like candle goes out, so it means bad luck. Uh Perf does some stuff with some goats. Not like that, but like she just like runs with them for some reason. And then Perif is banging on the chapel doors for Antonio. And a bunch of people stop her and run her out of town. And it's funny because then it cuts to the scene after their marriage is done. These people are so religious, like Catholic, that they put a damn crucifix in the bed sheets, like with like rose petal or something. And then they do this other thing. They put like a scythe underneath the bed, which I mean, right, Courtney, I always keep one under my pillowcase, you know, a scythe and pull it out just in case. Oh, I have one under my pillowcase, under my couch, in my yeah. fridge. Scythes all over. Very normal. Yeah. It's a very normal thing. Yeah, yeah. So while the two of them have sex, their families take turns keeping watch outside the house. But um, I don't know, Pirif has a dead kitten and she curses their first child, which is fucked up. But, you know, Pirif, we're just, we're just. Yeah, I'm not here for, here for the dead cat situation yeah that shit was crazy she just rolls up with a dead cat and i was like damn and like honestly dude in 63 in italian cinema like i feel like that looked real yeah it looked like could have been a real dead cat sorry (laughs) i don't know it's not like we see it get killed okay you know and like the way that it was just like flopping around after she threw it too yeah yeah i'm like effects weren't weren't that good back then so (laughs) (laughs) it was a real animal Towards the uh, the fact that it might have been a real cat. Could you imagine being on a film set and just like being like, "Here, actress, hold this literal dead animal in your fucking hands right now and walk and still try yeah. to act." All right, Fucked whatever. Man. That's crazy. So, uh, Perif runs away. She's hiding in some sheep when a farmer dude finds her and ties her up. And the the messaging is a bit strange here. Like, is he trying to rape her? Do you think? Uh, there was a lot of parts in the movie where I, I was thinking that and yeah because yeah. I think at one point she does actually get raped but I don't know she if does. she was raped by this guy yeah. too but I think that kind of like lends to the story and like the overall arch mm-hmm. of it all so so she wakes up at the river or like a lake or whatever it's the stream and there's a boy there and she tells him that one day she will end up here and be at peace which is kind of sad And then she goes home and her mom tells her that that little boy was actually dying. So I think that maybe she was talking to like his spirit or something because she like, then she runs to his house and he has clearly died. Um, Everyone is crying very loudly. Mm -hmm. And of course, everyone blames her for his death. Once she shows up, I believe that she was actually trying to help him out at one point, maybe. Just by the way that they were talking at the stream, it made it sound like maybe she was trying to, like, use her powers to, like, help him. Because, like, it is kind of funky. This movie, she is a witch, but she's also, like, possessed at one point, too. Mm -hmm. It's like a double whammy. So, I think in her witchy ways, she did try to help this little boy fight his sickness. But, I don't know. 
So they have a funeral of some sort for him. People are whipping each other and everyone is carrying a boulder up a mountain. And then everyone in town is like saying all of the bad shit that they've done in like the town center. It's weird. And Perth is like, yo, I've spoken to the devil himself. What now? So people are like, yo, not you speaking to the devil compared to me lusting over my own daughter. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck? Oh, my God. (laughs) Which is literally what one of the guys says. So really super cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So now her family is concerned and they take her to a father priest thing, 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 thing. And he attempts to help her with praying and things of the like, just a bunch of like stuff like that, honestly. And at one point it gets super weird where he's like on top of her and stuff. And like, I don't know how to feel about it after seeing she was just like raped potentially not too long ago. I don't know, man. Super weird. And this dude's like uncle something like he's the uncle of the town. He's everybody's uncle. I don't know. So Perf goes to see people like that. I will Mm -mm. say. Yeah. Yeah. When you're like everybody something and everyone's like, oh, that's Bob. No, I don't trust you. Oh, that's the town's grandmother. Yeah. What did she do? Yeah. No. Yeah. She's (laughs) she's doing some shady shit. Exactly. Oh, I got to say. Yeah. Drug meal. Probably. Oh, yes. So Perif goes to see Antonio, who's just trying to plow his fields, and he says that he is totally done with her. And later that night, while she's sleeping, there's a thunderstorm and she starts to become possessed. She's telling the demon or whatever to not do this to her and to leave her alone. She screams for a while and gets up, uh, gets cut up a bit on her arms. And then her family ties her up and takes her to the church now. The priest guy starts to exercise her, and it's sort of working. Um, as they're like holding her all down, all, all as they're all holding her down, but then she like does that thing where she bends backwards, sort of like the crab walk thing in The Exorcist. So, Love honestly, that part. yeah, dude, it's a classic. I wonder if The Exorcist got some inspiration from this movie or so. I don't know. I mean, I've never seen it in any other film, like other than a few that are like newer, but this mm-hmm. is the oldest one I've ever seen do that. And it definitely looks super creepy in this one. (laughs) She's just like walking around all creepy. And they're just like watching her. They're like, yeah, this is normal. (laughs) This is a Tuesday. Nothing to see here. Mm -hmm. Keep walking. And the father's trying to get the demon's name out of her as well. Perif starts speaking in tongues now. So we're getting the classics. But some time passes and things seem like they're a little bit better. Except the fact that there's an incoming storm that they don't want to come because it will be hard to harvest their crops or something. So they all yell at the sky. Kind of me every morning, honestly. (laughs) And they think that it was Perv's fault that even the storm has come and they spot her in the tree that she was hanging out in. So yet again, they chase her. They really like chasing this poor girl. Uh, Perv runs all the way home and in a twist of what you typically expect, like I said, her family's down to help protect her from everyone. Although the father does berate her anyway. So does it, you know, rock in a hard place. (laughs) So they try to burn the house down, but it doesn't really work for some reason. Like they think that her powers like are preventing it from burning. So Antonio is like, send her away, dude, or else to the family. Cause you know, things. So later that evening, Perth's father decides he wants to keep her in a cellar and act like they sent her out into the night. Uh, She's just vibing, like eating a peach or something while they all do the work. And her brother is like, bro, 
What the fuck? That's how I'm trying to be. Yeah, dude, just chilling. Like your brother that one time when he was drinking the protein <laughs> shake in his car. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> He's oh, just watching dude. you guys like lift a couch, you and your mom. All the heavy shit. He's just like listening to Third Eye Blind on his freaking iPhone. <laughs> Third Eye Blind. Drinking a scorching hot protein shake that had been sitting in my car for a long time. Oh, I like God. packed a bunch of shit in my car. Um, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I mean, like, only Mason. I'm like, do you want me to feed you grapes too? All right. <laughs> That's so Love funny. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. So yeah, in the morning they put Perif in the hole in the ground that they made. So the town comes back to their house later that morning and say that he's lying that she's gone. He threatens to shoot them if they don't leave them alone. And then they like go out to like this little hill by their house and every all the guys start yelling out her name. And then when Antonio does, she responds, which gives away her location. Obviously they go down into the hole and get her. And then Antonio starts throwing rocks at her to, for her to go to wait for her to go away. A classic, you know, just like an air bud, go away, go home. So Perif <laughs> comes across a nunnery or whatever the, like wherever the nuns live, whatever that's called. Isn't that called a nunnery or am I crazy? I don't know. I have no what idea. What did you say, Jenna? A Cabrini? Are you serious? It's called a Cabrini? Cabrini. You were quite off. Oh, okay. Nunnery. Well, I feel like a nunnery is a word, but I don't know. Anyway, nuns live I'm at this building. I'm going to look that up. Give, yeah. give me a moment. Um, I'm going to put where do nuns live? Convents. Convents. But that was a Cabrini. I'm gonna look up a nunnery. A nunnery is a oh my gosh, yeah, a building or a group of buildings in which nuns live as a religious community, a convent. Sick, dude! Oh. I made up a word and it worked. <laughs> no, that's a real that. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> well, they're all vibing. They're doing their nun stuff, and they debate if they should help her or not, since she is possessed. You know, the demon is here, so. So Perif is attracted to this specific tree where a nun says that someone hanged themselves at. Um, and then a nun asks her if she knows how to pray because she wants to help her. But you know what Perif does? She decides to choke this nun out because she doesn't want to fucking hear it, dude. <laughs> and Perif doesn't quite kill her or anything, but she does pull her rosary off of her neck and starts pulling it apart. And the rest of the nuns tell her that she has to buck up if she wants to stay there. Like, essentially, I thought it would be like an instant, like, like the nuns would chase her out of the, the nunnery at that point or whatever. But yeah, the head nun, whatever that person's called, she's just like, well, you got to you really got to pick things up around here or else you're not staying. <laughs> yeah, I know you choked out Lucy, but. <laughs> <laughs> So Perif believes that she is more powerful than all the nuns and that she is better than them. The head nun or whatever she is slaps the shit out of her. So she climbs the bell tower (laughs) and she begins to ring it, which wakes up Antonio and he knows that he is cursed. Um, I feel like he really already knew, though, dude. Come on, man. You're just denying it. You know, He he goes in denial, dude. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, sure, his wife seems cool, but like. Bro, you're under a curse, you know? So he goes to that one father guy who begins to try to help him now. Uncle Uncle Giuseppe, I wrote his name down. Okay. Which, 
like I said, don't know exactly who he is or what his purpose is, but he's just sucking and fucking. I don't know. He's doing his thing. <laughs> Uncle Giuseppe tells Antonio that he has to burn the witch to end the curse. So he gets to work on cutting a forest down, basically. And back in town, they start a very large fire from the tree that they chopped down and run through the streets saying to burn the witches, which are the witches like plural, like the rest of the family. I don't know. Maybe Um, everyone honestly seems pretty down for it. It's kind of like the, you know, insurrection at the Capitol. So (laughs) so then Pirif ends up coming back to town and she runs into Antonio, who was all by himself. Pirif pulls Antonio into an alleyway and they for real this time start to get it on. And Antonio tells her if she tells him that she's a witch and stuff, that he will be hers for good. So she tells him that she is a witch and that she did put a curse on her. And in a tragic end, the next day, the two of them wake up on a grassy hillside. Antonio pulls out a dagger and stabs her a bunch of times. She dies, and it's super duper sad. (laughs) They banged, though. They did bang. So, listen, man. He's just denying, like, true love or whatever. Something's going on. Come on, man. It's fucked up. Oh, yeah. He clapped clapped her cheeks and then killed her. (laughs) Pretty fucked up. Clapped cheeks and then stabbed him with the dagger. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Crazy yeah, shit. What a way to go out. Yeah. It was a whole thing. I mean. It was. Kind of a tragic story, dude. I'm very pumped to hear your rating because, like I said, kind of slow. Low-key analog vibes, you know? Not a lot of music, not a lot of sound. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. I feel like the story is dope as shit, so. Do you have anything else to add before we get into that section? I don't think so. I think we got it all. Okay. Well, then let's get into the cause of dagger death to the chest, to the heart. Damn it. Nah, it was my choice. So I guess I'll start. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with a four out of five. Like I said, it's pretty slow, but overall like the four explains itself it, it's just a dope movie it looks really good the acting is interesting because i feel like a lot of the townspeople were like just people who lived in an italian village you know mm-hmm. yeah like you can kind of tell like sometimes people will break that fourth wall by looking directly into camera stuff like that so it's a little you know it's just it feels good like it feels like a lower budget just gem of a film that like not a lot of people have talked about or heard of or whatever so i just think this movie rips um if i were to add anything that would bump up the rating it would probably be like maybe shave 10 minutes off because it is an hour 40 i think or so Mm -hmm. at least on shutter um if you could make it a little bit shorter because some of those 60s films can be like pretty short dude hour 15 hour 20 so if we could make it like hour and a half, just shave off like 10, 15 minutes, I think that'd be great. And maybe add in some like a cool score. You know me and my scores. I like a good soundtrack. Do. So you do. I like hearing Britney Spears in the back. You know what the fuck? So that would be dope. But just other than that, by Britney Spears the whole time <laughs> over and over again. I love that for that movie. That'd be dope. So. Yeah, that's my rating. We're out of five. And the real kicker is, of course, Courtney. Like, let's hear the honest 
why it's a two out of five. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> um, you know, you. I'm actually, I'm actually going to give it a 3.8. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. And I mean, the aesthetic of it, I know I always yes, say that. Yes. Um, yeah. but there's just something about the, the black and white kind of unhinged girly. Mm-hmm. I'm just here for it. Um, and I yeah. love the storyline, uh, as you said that I would. Yeah. Um, but I do like the the slower kind of build up because um, it yeah. doesn't have to be this like crazy um, whatever because it's more realistic this way. Yeah, yeah. Um, this definitely is played in reality for sure. Yeah. Um, Which I like. And I like that the like I guess most like brutal part was at the way end like the final scene when he stabs her yeah, yeah. um and like you don't see a lot of it like, you really don't see any of it even after it pans out and it like shows her after she was dead like you don't mm-hmm. see her like covered in blood which she should have been because he stabbed her a lot yeah he went kind of <laughs> hard see on her just yeah. like yeah this like knife in her chest and she's kind of just laying there but yeah um i yeah. like it i think it's a beautiful film I think it was very artistic. Um, you're right about the um, the runtime, though. It was an hour and 39 minutes, mm-hmm. which honestly wasn't too bad. No. I didn't mind it. Um, but there was a lot of scenes that could be cut out, just like scenes yeah. of her like, running yeah. and like running through the trees and walking on rocks and um, yeah. just like little scenes that really didn't add a whole lot of value could have been without, but definitely I mean, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just think, you know, like we say, like it's it is kind of slower. It's played in reality. I just I compare it to a lot of like newer age films where like I don't know, and I've said this a million times, but I just feel like a lot of people these days like our brains are breaking a little bit because I can guarantee you, like these days, dude, majority of people wouldn't be able to sit through this. Mm-hmm. you know i mean we're kind of the exception to the rule and same with like our listeners who actually like this kind of stuff which i feel like is a lot of you you know who appreciate like just the slower paced like older stuff that like isn't gra- well it was groundbreaking for the time but these days it could just be drowned out by all the the mess of things like marvel and like that, and that's not any shade whatever i i say this all the fucking time so <laughs> but cool i'm stoked basically same rating yet again what do, what else do we expect i'm actually assuming next week we'll have a very similar rating again as well <laughs> so there's that and then the week after i don't know actually because we've never really talked about that other one but we will as long as things work out we are going to have our friend jason on for that third episode yep so i'm excited that'll be, yeah that'll be super dope i haven't had him on in a long time not since home invasion dude in a minute. So I guess now's a good time, Courtney. Let's shit, dude. Announce. What are you doing? What are you pulling out of the body bag next week? I am pulling out The Wailing. The Wailing. Which yes. is a Korean horror film, which is a phenomenal film. So I'm very yeah. excited to talk about it. Uh, but yeah. it is a long one, though. It's a long boy. Two and a half? uh yeah it is yeah two hours and 36 minutes <laughs> oh my god okay okay we got some homework to do folks yes we do but honestly yeah. when a movie's that good 
It's, of course. Yeah. Isn't terrible. Um, like Train to Busan, I think, is like another long one like that. Is it? Yeah. Two hours. It's an hour and 58 minutes. I okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's shorter. Yeah. Um, the Wailing is definitely an epic as i call it if it's if your yeah. movie's over two and a half hours i consider it an epic like what yeah i don't know maybe it's based off a book we'll find out next week right you know i don't know but it's a long boy yes but a good boy <laughs> so a long pumped boy, on that. Good boy. yep did you uh i didn't come up with like a a theme name um i mean it can't be too long you know like your mother sucks sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> uh, what's up, demons? It's your boy. Well, um, yeah, yeah, classic. We'll come up with it. We'll figure it out. We'll text about it, you know? Yeah. We'll yeah. ask some friends because I don't know. I'm drawing a blank, dude. Me too. What the hell? Usually we have like... We got, we got some good ideas. Yeah, I mean... I feel like last week, I mean, last week, Jesus Christ, last month, it came pretty easily. It was just like the witching hour just kind of came out. Yeah. But this one struggling, but whatever. Exorcism stuff, exorcism vibes. So next week, The Wailing. This was Il Demonio from 1963, directed by Brunello Rondi. Wow, I killed it. Somehow I, I, I can be a podcaster, folks, somehow. Um, if you guys want to follow... <laughs> me online or us what do i do first me yeah you can follow me on jen on instagram and letterbox at jensen harper and if you want to find courtney online you can find her on instagram at little sky dancer if you want to find both of us online as a collective it's just instagram at the fright crew simple shit what should the listener do for us listener should leave us a rating and review uh, preferably a five star. If it's anything lower, then they will be taking a shot of porter potty juice. Oh, come on! <laughs> so <laughs> one last Take reminder: poison. porta potty juice. Oh God. Okay. Now I'm gonna have nightmares. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if I were to say anything, stay fucking in alleyways and getting stabbed on grassland oh yes bye. Stay sucking and fucking. <laughs> yes stuck and fucking <laughs> bye. Okay, bye